Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hey! Hello! That was a quick start, wasn't it? Yeah. I used to ask if you're ready, don't I? No. I just went straight in. Yeah, it. I was quite out. You caught me off guard a little bit. I just went for, hey! And also, you're playing a risky game because we huh? all know that I'm feeling extremely hormonally angry today. Why is that a risky game? Because you can anger me at the drop of a hat. Oh, I thought you just meant by recording the podcast. You could be the nicest person in the world today and you would still make me angry. You could be. <laughs> So, I apologise if there's an undertone of bitterness to this podcast because I am hormonal. (laughs) I haven't noticed. Oh, you're so kind. (laughs) That made me angry. I'm a liar. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those where I have to like, not test the boundaries but work out what I can and cannot say without getting thrown out the front window. It's a fun time, isn't it? It's a really fun time. I don't know if anybody else experiences the hormonal anger and pure rage that I do, but it's not a very pleasant experience. I feel like someone has come into my body and taken over my body and then... Because sometimes I'll say something I'll be like, who said that? Was that me? Did I say that? Did I just get angry? Like before, I shouted at you, didn't I? And I went, sorry, I don't know why I just shouted at you. Mm. What was that about? I don't know, something I remember stupid. we were sat over there and you shouted at me for something else. It was literally the most pointless shout ever. Oh, you said uh, something about needing water and I was like, oh no, I needed a drink. I went, I need a drink. He was like, no, I do. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you get a drink then. Do you want me to get you a drink? I'll get you a drink, your highness. Oh, this is awful. Hilarious. I so, love it. I don't. Um, Phil's written the notes again. Mm-hmm. So we all know what that means. I'm going to get really confused halfway through the podcast. Yeah, but it does mean there's commas in there, so at least. (laughs) (laughs) He's also written, uh, lots of waffle, zero value. That's what we do this bit, though. (laughs) For those who don't know, because we've spoken about podcast notes before, we have a little P and a little J next to the bits where it's not scripted, but like, they give us a little hint like, oh, we need to move on to this bit. If I talk for a little bit too long, Jen will prod me anyway. But next to P and J, it just says lots of waffle. Zero value. And that's this bit right now. We don't usually specify that bit. That bit just usually happens. I know, but... I, I feel under pressure to add lots of waffle at zero value now. You don't need to be under pressure to do that. <laughs> I'm under pressure to add zero value. I just can't stop adding value in without waffling. I think you'll be fine, Jen. We're good. We've done it, actually. We've covered it. Covered it. Tick yeah, we've told everybody that you shouted at me. Yeah. For no reason. Uh-huh. And then we probably... I shouted hi at one point. Should we talk about what Rachel Kelly said to me today before the podcast? If you want to, yeah, let's do that. So, if anybody knows, I am a really big fan of Shaz Mary Denard and mm. Chris and Rosie Ramsey. And um, I just think they're sensational. And it's just great. <laughs> Rachel... Good review. Leave today, that one on there. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel today said that we were the next Chris and Rosie Ramsey. I disagree. Yeah. I think Chris and Rosie Ramsey a lot of are the next Phil and Jen. <laughs> Very good point. Trying to be us. I think the only difference is that um, Rosie Ramsey is actually quite funny. 
<laughs> I'm really not. She's funny, isn't she? She is really funny. I was just testing the lot to see if you punched me on up so another woman no, was funny. No, she is. Oh, that's good. Um, I'll allow that one because it's factually accurate. Thank you. It was also factual. And she's got a better singing voice than me. <laughs> I do the singing, but without the tune. And yet neither of you know the lyrics to any songs. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> very, very common. I, I keep singing Leprequassing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it keeps popping into my head. Because she thought I don't know why that... why it popped into her head in the first place. Yeah, in, in the Madonna song, instead mm. of uh, Let the Choir Sing, she thought it was Leprequassing. Brilliant. And I'm not actually sure I knew what the lyrics were, but I reckon if I had to guess, <laughs> it wouldn't be them. I'd have guessed something else. Right, anyway. So what we're talking about this week, Jen Kay, because I don't think it's choir singing, is it? No, it's not I hope choir it's not singing. Anyway, cause I've not made we, any notes on uh, it. We've not actually decided on the name yet, though, have we? No, but if you listen to this right now, you'll know the name because we have to think of the name before we put it out there. Yeah. Unless we just put it out as not thought of a name for this podcast yet. <laughs> you probably won't Some listen to it. about being horrible to yourself. Pretty much, yeah. How you talk to yourself is going to be the biggie today, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, not like not believing in yourself, basically. Like we, we hold this in such a high regard as well, by the way. And you'll probably get that theme throughout this podcast today. How important me and Jan think this is, and how like I think this is one of the foundations of Little and Burn, isn't it? Hundred percent. This can literally shape your journey. Mm-hmm. Everything we're about to speak about today, can't it? This is going to be something that's going to change your life. Mm. That's, that I'm putting out a bold statement. I'm looking forward to listening it back. Got <laughs> <laughs> it. Phil did say that he was going to record that, but well, uh, last Yesterday, night I yeah. said, "Let's do the podcast on anger management, and you can record it by yourself, and I'll listen it back and take some tips." Yeah. <laughs> um. So. That'll be that'll be next week. We'll be there, episode thirty three. Too late by then. I'll be calm again by then. It's all right. It'll be ready for you in three to four weeks. Time. Thank you. Not that this is anything to do with your cycle. I'm just saying it'll be ready. <laughs> so um, we're going to be talking about self talk. An interesting fact about self talk is um, that we have, and you've probably heard me talk about this before, over sixty thousand thoughts a day. Mm. So that's a lot of thoughts, and the things that you say to yourself. And, oh, here we go. Here he is. Not muted again. Oh, it's just uh, Greg Hardman. He's uh, booking, booking in your swimming lesson. Adult swim lesson for this weekend. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. I'm learning to swim. I like it. Good. If you're ever getting attacked by a shark, you know, he'll come and save you. I'll be following you. I think I'm going to get it Probably Greg soon. Hardman, because yeah. he's the instructor, so he'll know how <laughs> yeah. to save you. I won't. Maybe he's listening. Maybe people know him. Maybe. They're giving out full names, full titles. I wonder if he's fair. I mean, there's more than one Greg Hardman in the world. We're good. Oh. Anyway, so um, things that you say to yourself and the way that you say them and how they impact you. This is a podcast we have to speak, Jen. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what I was saying mid-sentence. If we don't, there's nothing for them to listen to. It's not very entertaining as such. Yeah, no, it's not, is it? No. So basically, those, those 60,000 thoughts, if you're constantly speaking to yourself in a negative way, you're being... Um, putting yourself down it's going to have a big impact and although actions are important it's usually the things that you say to self sit go on Jen you got this can I start again please I just want to start again go on then start again right (laughs) go on you got this something about thoughts Thoughts are more important than actions. Mm-hmm. And then if you can change the way that you 
think about yourself and things that you say, uh-huh. then that's going to change your actions. Nailed it. Speak to you next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see this is another problem I've around my period. Like, words. I really struggle with words around my period. I get, like, really bad brain fog and concentration. That's fine. You just read the next bit of the podcast now and I'll just, I'll carry on with where you was up to. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so what Jen was saying was that we know that your actions are basically going to define what happens next. Like, you've still got to do stuff. What would I do without you? You've still got to do things. What would I do? What would you do without me? You're my saviour. You, <laughs> you don't know how to do the podcast thing, so you won't be able to upload any for a start. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure you know how to connect the microphone either, so... Phil's got more words than me. I'm not. Do you know what? I read a really interesting fact yesterday which is relevant to this. What? Someone did a study on the amount of emotive words there are in the English language and they came up with, uh, hopefully I can remember the numbers, there's 588 emotive words in the English language and 62% of them are negative. So there are more negative words than there are positive words, which is potentially one of the reasons why it is easier to find negative ways to describe a situation. Yeah, we, we do lean towards this negative bias, don't we? Like, yeah. as, as humans, the, the way... Like, I think uh, Amy, who is our wonderful mental health and wellbeing specialist, she um, did a bit of a, a talk for our uh, lovely ladies at LMB about kind of positivity and being positive. And she, if I'm right in thinking, she was saying that that's rooted back into like caveman time, mm-hmm. where we had to have that negative bias to be aware of the dangers mm-hmm. um, that were around us. So naturally, as humans, we have this negative bias. So we have to actually find... You have to work on it. Yeah, you have to work on it. It's not something that comes easy to be positive and challenge those negative thought Mm. processes. But it it generally does dictate what you do in life, the way that you speak to yourself and, and the way that you have those conversations with yourself. Um, 100% and I think there's two sides of it isn't there there's the side in which when you like for example the action is the middle bit so you'll talk to yourself before you do something and after so the way that you talk to yourself before you do something will dictate what happens but the way that you talk to yourself after you've something after you've done something will dictate how you view what you've just done and will usually then dictate what you do next and that can be for anything it can be for really really tiny little things it can also be for really huge life changing things and You'll have probably done this yourself. You you go into something, and it could be it could be anything. It could be a diet. It could be a new job. It could be a date. It could be anything that's kind of new-ish to you. But if you go into that situation thinking this isn't going to work, it probably won't. And it isn't because there was anything necessarily wrong with what it is you was doing. I mean, there might have been, but most of the time, it's because you then subconsciously put less focus on what needs to actually be done so you know using a diet as the best example if you go into some kind of approach to let's say lose weight and your impression of it is this can't work this is no chance this isn't going to work what you'll probably do is you'll probably throughout the whole time be skeptical skeptical about absolutely every little tiny thing which means you won't necessarily not give your all, but you won't give the required amount of ten- attention that that thing needs because you're like, it's not going to work anyway, so what's the point? I think it is okay to be a little sceptical though. Like, Absolutely. We've had quite a few clients who um, have are now quite some way into their journey who have basically said to us that when they joined up, they were like, mm, not sure. Absolutely. Like, I'll give totally it a month. Yeah. <laughs> so it is okay to have some 
like scepticism is that the word i think so but i think scepticism and not believing in yourself are two yeah. different things i think if you've got zero belief whatsoever that it's going to work it probably mm-hmm. won't if you're a bit skeptical but you're willing to give something a go it's you're giving yourself a chance basically you're giving yeah. yourself a fighting chance that you know what like for example as jen's just mentioned with coaching it's like right gonna work with these two people been listening to the podcast for a bit gonna work with phil and jen see what happens like i'm i'm willing to give it a go i'm willing to try the things like that's very different to whew, not a chance yeah. no way i can achieve that i'm not good enough and i think as well the the interesting fact the people who said that to us i know for a fact that they actioned every single thing we said every single week without doubting it mm-hmm. like so although they were skeptical it didn't stop them doing it every single week absolutely and it is that idea of doing things anyway which works for things like lack of motivation lack of belief like if you just do the things anyway despite this lack of belief or lack of motivation or lack of desire you tend to move forward you tend to progress whereas if you constantly tell yourself that oh, it's probably not going to work what you actually do is you allow yourself to not not succeed with it you allow yourself these these fallbacks and you allow yourself to nece- not necessarily do what needs to be done because in the back of your mind you say well it's not going to work anyway what's the point why should i even try why yeah. do i why am i even bothering and you might have even said those words to yourself why am i even bothering what, what's the point with this like i can't bother doing this like it's not going to work and like we said, what we don't want you to think, and we like, I know Jenny's going to back me up with this. What we don't want you to think that is that by saying that something is possible, that it absolutely 100% guarantees that it works. Because I know there's a lot of people that talk about no, this yeah. idea of like, all you need to do is believe. And all you need to do is tell yourself it's going to work and it definitely will. And I don't necessarily think that's the case because you can have all the belief in the world. If you don't do the things you need to do, yeah. you won't get there. Yeah. But on the flip side, if you've got zero belief, if you don't think it's going to work and you're not willing to do the things, then you won't. Like that, yeah. it won't happen. So I think the, sh- the short and long of it is if you don't think it's going to work and you tell yourself it's not going to work, it probably won't. If you do have a few, you know, bit, a few doubts, but you're willing to give it a go, it gives yourself a fighting chance. And then, I think that's the difference, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's that self-talk of changing from this isn't going to work I'm not good enough It it's not going to work for me it works for everyone else but it's clearly not going to work for me to alright I'm going to try and make it work I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best here like and, and it's just that slight shift in attitude and belief mm-hmm. that is going to give you that small stepping stone into believing in yourself that little bit more and I think that that kind of view of yourself is really 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 important and like I've had quite a few conversations with people in the past who were like well I'm just fat I'm just yeah I'm 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 just um I'm just lazy like and these these aren't words that I've said these are words that people have said to me oh I can't do that because I'm fat or like I'm just I'm just a lazy person and you've created this identity for yourself which you then start justifying you start spotting things that support that identity Mm -hmm. and you start going oh yeah see i've done that and that 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 means i am fat and i've done that and that means i am lazy and then what happens is you just keep building up things that add to this story that you've told yourself and you create this big picture about yourself and suddenly you find it really difficult to change because you then have to become this completely different person you literally have to change your whole identity because you've built years 
taking little things and adding that to your story and going, see, that supports that belief that I have about myself. See, look, I said I was lazy. Look at that, that I'm doing this lazy. And what I'll, what you can do, to, basically what we want to do is bring a little bit of distance from those thoughts. So I, honestly, one of the best things I've ever heard about kind of the... Um, the beliefs that we have about ourselves is that we need to put a little bit of distance between ourselves and those beliefs. So the best way that we can do this is instead of saying I'm fat, I'm lazy, we say I'm having the thought that I'm fat, I'm having the thought that I'm lazy. What happens then is it creates that little bit of distance and you start to see some things that actually can counteract that story that you've created about yourself. You go, oh well actually... I did do that the other day. Whereas if you're defining yourself as this person, you're never going to see past that. If we can create that little bit of distance by just reframing that and saying, I'm having the thought that, then we're able to start moving away from this story that we've told ourselves, basically. I absolutely love that strategy. I think, well, having seen it work so many times as well, but I can obviously back it up, but I think it supports the idea that you know, our beliefs and what we think of ourselves massively dictate our actions. Mm -hmm. And what's really important, I know Amy's spoken about this before in the uh, masterminds that she's done, that you can almost choose in a way sometimes your beliefs in regards to the fact that you can choose to think, you know, I'm really lazy. Or you can choose to find the times where you've not been lazy and go, oh, maybe I'm not. And it's that idea of, you know, I could probably do that. I consider myself to be quite a productive person. But I guarantee you, if I sat here for long enough, I could think of times where me being lazy, I could highlight that and go, I was really lazy at that point. It doesn't make me a lazy person. Mm. It just means that during that five minutes, I might have been lazy. Whereas for somebody who's highlighting it all the time, that five minutes might be the highlight and they might forget about all the other positive things that they've done. And it always comes back to that reinforcement idea of what is it you are saying to yourself? What are you reinforcing to be true? And if you're putting, you know, if you're sort of plastering over all the positives and pretending they don't exist and focusing on what you consider to be a negative, that's what you'll believe, won't you? Yeah. You'll see that as the negative. It might be things like a lot of, uh, I watched a really good video a while back that a friend sent me about this idea that everyone has this core belief of I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> it roots down to a lot of people's problems and actually I've been through quite a bit of counselling I mean you may have heard me talk through this before and actually my core belief was that I'm not good enough so I've started trying to reframe that and saying like I'm having the thought that I'm not good enough and I think it can it can go into so many areas of your life can't it absolutely um so it's just important that we look at how how we're talking to ourselves. Are we putting these limiting beliefs on ourselves? Are, are we labelling things before we've even given it a try and just actually taking a step back? And another phrase that was in that video that I just chatted about was this idea that um, the way that we talk to ourselves is familiar. It, it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's how we've always spoken to ourselves. And the the positivity and these other thoughts might feel unfamiliar but what we want to do is we want to make that unfamiliar familiar we we want to start to put little elements of that counteracting thoughts within our day to move away from the familiar and it might not feel comfortable 
to move away from the unfam- the familiar because it's unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. But Naturally. yeah, the more we move away from it and move into that unfamiliar, that becomes our new familiar. Absolutely. And it's really interesting you should say about how that can then shape your beliefs because I know a lot of the people that we speak to, a lot of the clients we work with have been surrounded by some negative people in the past, haven't yeah. they? And they've been a part of communities, naming no names, Slimming mm-hmm. Worldwide Watchers, uh, <laughs> that have basically shaped the way that they speak to themselves because when they go into these meetings or whatever it is uh, that they're not called these days, but when they turn up, they're surrounded by people who have a lot of negative self-talk because they're in an environment where negative self-talk is almost promoted. It's, it's mm. this idea of all these negative things are spoken about in uh, and highlighted ahead of anything positive. And the idea of saying, I had a great week and I really looked after myself is almost demonised. It's like, you can't say that about yourself. You have to be negative all the time. And I remember, again, I won't say her name in case she doesn't want to be mentioned, but I remember speaking to a client about this when she said she first joined the Flurn and Burn. And it was actually on a, it was, it was a six-week call. And she said the first post she put into the WhatsApp group was about her boss who'd brought brought her a class on and she basically made the comment that like flipping egg you know he's sabotaging the you know my goals my diets and stuff and she couldn't believe the response she got from the whatsapp group when everybody was like just eat the class on just have it and she was like what and it was then she started to realize she was now finally part of a group where it was accepted to eat food (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um to eat food and to enjoy it and no longer would it be accepted to no longer would it be that's you sounded extremely formal then, Philip. I am extremely formal. How <laughs> no longer would it be? Considering you're not good at words, you're shouting over mine a lot. Sorry. <laughs> um, no longer would it be accepted that she could just continually put herself down and tell herself she couldn't do stuff. Because the people that now surrounded her in that WhatsApp group were going to be supportive enough to make sure that she could do the things she needed to get done. And because of that, she's done absolutely incredibly well. But the point is... When you are surrounded by people who make it difficult to not believe in yourself, you end up believing in yourself because they make it easier to believe in yourself. So the the self-talk that they give you, and I'm yeah, I am being biased and I am just bigging up the WhatsApp group because they're all absolute legends, but when new clients come in, the way that they're treated is in a way of you're gonna you're gonna do incredibly well here, you're gonna absolutely smash it. Mm-hmm. And so their self-belief instantly is this is gonna work. They then start talking to themselves in an incredibly positive way that, yeah, it is going to work because I'm surrounded by people who it is working for and this is going to work. Instead of walking into your first Slimming World meeting and everyone's going, oh, well, this is terrible. Don't want to be here. Wish I wasn't here. This is horrendous. And then from what I've been told, you all start talking about COVID and stuff instead of actually what you're there for in the first place. And so, yes, your self-talk does shape your actions and your actions shapes your self-talk. But your environment and your community and the people that are around you probably are having a bigger impact on what you believe in yourself than you realise. Mm-hmm. And that environment can have a massive impact on how you view yourself and that view that you have of yourself is impacting your actions. So if you're in the wrong place right now and it's stopping you from doing what you need to do, then the biggest and best thing you can do is get out of that environment and into one that is going to shape your future that aligns with where you want to be and what it is you want to achieve. Yeah, and that wasn't a shiny self plug. Like, go find someone else if you can find someone. But absolutely, just be in the right place. That's all that matters. Like, it yeah. doesn't have to be LLMB. It just needs to be somewhere where your goals, your dreams, what you want to achieve, and the life you want to live aligns with what everybody else around you is saying. If everybody else is being really negative and down, and making you feel negative and down, how are you ever going to feel positive? This and is good? What, genuinely why I left teaching. 
100%. genuinely like I was so sick of being sucked in by the mood hoovers in teaching <clears throat> because there was so much negativity in education like I can't tell you how draining it is to just be around negative people constantly mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no wonder you can't succeed when you're constantly surrounded by people who are finding the worst of a situation and I was just sick and I could see myself like I've always been quite an optimistic positive seeing the best in situations but like years of being in that environment and being with these people I could see myself getting sucked into it and I think whether consciously or subconsciously that happens if you are in that environment where you it's full of mood hoovers who are just beating themselves up and saying they're not good enough all the time you get sucked into it whether you want to or not and I think that's basically what we're trying to say isn't it and now like, where you are find me. the radiators find the radiator find the radiator me you right I'm so let's put job. the radiator <laughs> don't you're what? seeking compliments now because you know you're the most positive positive person on the planet thank you I've never met anyone more positive than Phil thanks and do you know like sometimes nothing wrong with seeking a compliment by the way it's not <laughs> it is when it's you what I like being told nice things. I tell you nice things all the time. Not this week of the month, you know. <laughs> Good job we're on a podcast. <laughs> Get away with Phil's saying everything. <laughs> Get it all on out now. Podcast. I know she won't be abusive to me for the next probably three and a half minutes whilst we do on the spot, and then that's it. And me, then me the microphone out, so we're getting thrown out that window. I'm ready for it. You won't see Phil tomorrow. That's why I'm under this throw because it's slipping. You'll not be able to pick me up. <laughs> Right, I'm going to pick a really horrible question now. That's nasty, isn't it? Oh, so you can put the blame on someone else? No, actually, there's no horrible ones. What um, I like this one. This one's funny. Okay. Would you rather... Oh, I love a would you rather. <laughs> wear pants that are three sizes too big or shoes that are three sizes too small? Oh, pants that are three sizes too big. I want to get the shoes on for a start. <laughs> you did that when you went bouldering the other day. Yeah. We went bouldering last week, and I said to, I was like, these are. Jen was like, well, the guy said they're supposed to be tight. I was like, yeah, but my toe is curled up underneath my foot so much so that I'm walking on my tiptoes and my foot's flat on the floor. Like this is not comfortable. No, it's supposed to be tight, Phil. I was like, not this tight. Like no, it can't be. This isn't physically possible for me to spend the next three hours in here like this. I thought I was going to come out with like a size three foot from them being squashed together. <laughs> it did get to a point where I was like, I need to go and change my shoes because I can't walk. Yeah, it was horrible. Absolutely. If you ever go bouldering, if you're a size like seven, just get like an 18 or something just to make sure of it. Madness. <laughs> I did go downstairs and say, I know that these shoes are supposed to be tight, but how tight is tight? Yeah. And he was like, um tight but not like painful I was like right I'm at painful yeah. can you give me some big ones please I think it's words where they're supposed to be uncomfortable but not painful yeah that's the word yeah, yeah. well they are they've gone past uncomfortable now and I was like I think my boyfriend's experiencing the same thing so can I take some shoes for him as well please yeah. fantastic <laughs> yes brilliant great day by the way um, yeah, pants three sizes too big. Although, to be fair, I'm not the type of person who wears big baggy, baggy pants on, so that'd be something to get used to do you think you get a belt with the pants well, or you just so. have to embrace it Brace walking around are we talking hold up are we talking pants or pants because pants means two very different things in two parts of the world it does some parts of the world it means pants hold up it was Laura who asked the question so it probably means like trousers doesn't it that's alright then yeah yeah 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to go trousers. Sounds all posh. It does sound posh. I'm, go- I'm going to go to the traffic centre and get some trousers today. Trousers? Trousers. Trousers. That's not really posh, is it? No. Being from Wigan means I can't do a posh accent. I just sound like someone from Wigan trying to do a posh accent. Trousers. Trousers. Get some trousers today. My pants. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'd have to go with that. But you've because, not explained why. Uh, I couldn't get the shoes on for a start. The three sizes too small. <laughs> so the point was wearing them. Uh, and because I could go around singing baggy trousers and get away with it. Baggy trousers? Yeah. <laughs> baggy trousers. I like that, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, it looked like the proper 90s, do you know, like when it was the thing that you wore, that like males mm-hmm. wore like baggy pants and they could like see your actual butt cheeks. Yeah, I'm They were that, that baggy that you had butt cheeks out. Oh, so you like underwear. Yeah. It was then pulled up over your t shirt. Oh, yeah, the proper Eminem line, innit? Yeah, I don't think I'd get away with being Eminem. No. <laughs> Not very good at rapping. I'm not gangster enough. <laughs> Too soft. <laughs> Seen that but that's that's what I'm envisage, envisaging for that situation. That was a big one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Envisaging. Envisaging. Well, a lot of V's in that word. I am envisaging some very large trousers. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I might buy those three sizes too big and see if I can go 90s. Yeah, do it. 90s is back. And 70s and 80s. I feel like all of the years are back at the moment. All of the years are back. Yeah. There's they are like when we were watching Early Doors Friends the other day I was like oh yeah that's true this is trendy they are wearing trendy clothes next week in fact when this comes out will Friends Friends will be back I think 27 or is it 27 27. we'll be about 2-3 days away from Friends being back should we do a Friends special yeah I can't remember anything though so you'll have to do it we'll do a Friends quiz it's ridiculous how many times I've watched Friends yet still can't remember stuff that happens my memory is abysmal. Yeah, it's terrible. If I don't write something down, so unless I wrote out the whole series of friends, I still don't think I would remember stuff. No, and that would probably take away the enjoyment because you're writing down what I'm yeah. saying. I literally can't tell you how many times I've watched it and like people mention stuff I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. And I'm like, I've seen it so many times. Can you imagine if you had to write it out how much there'd be? Yeah, no, there'd be a lot. No, also, that was your opportunity for joke, my mind. Oh, right, what? 18 pages front and back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Forget about <laughs> it, Jen. I keep setting you up. <laughs> you just keep letting them go way over your head. All right. Well, see, but that's the, that is the positive about the fact that my memory's terrible because I can watch films again and again and again because I never remember how they end. It's actually a positive for me as well because I can keep telling the same joke again and again yeah. and again and I can get away with it. Yeah, it's so true. Mm. Apparently everyone liked the dog and budgie joke last week. Just Amy. Literally just Amy. That counts. I got one thank you and the <laughs> That'll do for me, Jen. I don't need... Come on, end on another one today, then. Oh, I can't. You do it. You're under pressure. I don't know any. Yes, you do. Come on. You Literally, oh. all you do all day is tell terrible jokes. How can you not think of oh, one? Let me find one quick. No, you can't find one. You've got to have one in oh, your brain. quick. Fill time, Jen. Fill what? time. Fill some time. <laughs> I thought you were saying... <laughs> no. Fill. I thought you were talking to yourself. Fill. Time, Fill. Jen. Quick, I'll find a real... I've got one. Um... Leprequasing... Oh. When you come whining, it's like a little pre- Please make it stop. Please find one. <laughs> <laughs> You've got five seconds and then I'm turning it off. I don't know how to turn it off, so you'll have to find one. Oh, uh, do you remember that time me and you sang I Have the Tiger six times on karaoke? No. We was going through a bit of a rocky patch. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, no. Right. No, don't find another one to make it better because that one was so bad. I didn't even laugh. I can't. Right. 
I'm going to figure out how to stop this podcast. Hey, do you know um, Jay-Z's quite upset? Have you heard about Cadbury 99 flight shortage? No. Yeah, Jay-Z's not happy about it. He's got 99 problems. <laughs> oh my days. Right. I'm going to press this button. Hope I went to the doctor's the- wearing no! creased clothes. He says I've got an iron deficiency. <laughs> That one's funny. Finished on a high. You can all have that one for free. Right, thanks a lot. Sorry about that, everyone. Stop being so nasty to yourselves. Love you all. See you next week. Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week, we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.